so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, however you are enjoying the show, I do thank you for doing so, whether you're listening or watching the show on YouTube. Thank you for subscribing, all of that stuff. That's awesome. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written this book, The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which is now available Everywhere books are sold and signed copies on my website, johncorrales.com. Now for $30. Uh, today I'm talking more USA basketball and Jason Tatum. Obviously, Jason Tatum is, is out in Las Vegas as one of the key members of this USA national basketball team. However, the U.S. team has lost again in these exhibition tune-up games. Not the biggest deal in the world, but... Hmm, but you know, people are starting to chatter. The chatter's picking up a little bit about this, uh, what this situation is. So I'll talk about Tatum, his role here, his future with the team. And, and this is really, I think, the beginning of a very different Olympic kind of road for the Americans. And this is Tatum's first Olympics. And so this is he's ushering in this new future, this new reality for USA basketball. So Jason Tatum is heavily involved in what's going on, what's going to be happening with the future of Team USA. So I'm going to be talking about that in this show. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. And at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up. Later in the episode. So let's start here. 91-83, Australia beats the United States. Uh, after the United States had led at the first half, basically first half was great for the United States. Second half was not. None of this game was really very good for Jason Tatum, who was cold. He shot 4 of 12. He scored 8 points. The 4 baskets were uh, mostly layups, which is great, but... He could not hit a single one of his jumpers, it seemed like. I think the only jumper that he hit was a turnaround fadeaway from the left elbow. He missed all six of his three-pointers. He did have four assists. He was moving the ball pretty pretty well early on, especially. He had four assists, three rebounds. So eight points, four assists, three rebounds for Tatum. He was, he was cold in this. And maybe part of why he was cold in this game is because he was um, – he was uh, off the bench in this one. He didn't start in this game. So he started in the first one, and then he came off the bench in the second one. Uh, I was going to say Brad Stevens in the back of my head. I'm so used to talking about Steve Stevens when he talks about 
Jason Tatum. Greg Popovich is the guy who said that starting lineups right now, don't, don't think anything about them. It's the same thing I said yesterday. Remember I was talking about they're going to try different combinations. I suggested that maybe Chris Middleton might get into the starting lineup. I had people tweeting at me like, what are you talking about? A comment like in the, in the YouTube comments, what do you mean? How, how is that going to happen? Well, look, this is, it's possible it's going to happen. And this is, this is part of a, an interesting conversation. When we look at this loss and why they lost, they lost because, and well, Popovich will say part of it's they lost their legs, which sure. Okay. I can buy into that a little bit here. You, you have Tatum who came off a of vacation and was starting to work out and ramp up his workouts. But these guys had their season end, get off your feet, you know, take, take a break. Now get back into shape for international competition. And then what, you're going to take another break and you're going to get back into shape for NBA competition. It's a lot for these guys. So I think some of it is they, they are trying to get back into shape. Secondly, they're definitely trying to figure out how to play with one another. And, and really the, the one thing that stood out watching the end of this game is that Patty Mills destroyed Team USA. Patty Mills went out there and was FIBA Patty all over again. And, and he got to places where he could score. His team found him in situations where he could score. He was put in a good spot. And it's because of the continuity. Their coach said after the game, I wasn't drawing any plays up for Patty. These guys just knew where to go. They've been playing together for 12 years. It's the same group of guys. And this is the difference between actually Australia and the United States. Australia, you put an Olympic team together, you get the best players from, you know, the best Australian players from around the world. It's this group of guys. It's not a group of 50 guys that you're saying, well, this time we're going to take Tatum and next time we'll take Jalen Brown and we're going to take a, a, I'll do a, bear, a Bradley Beal this time. Like you pick from a bunch of guys and you're, you're almost trying to like be fair and you, you put out the invitations and you say, well, LeBron's not doing it anymore. Uh, other guys aren't doing it anymore. Where's the consistency here? The, the Australia has this same team. Most of these other countries have basically the same players. Their best 15 players are the same 15 players for the most part. And they're just getting better and better and better. And yeah, there's obviously going to be roster turnover, but the United States has so many great players that it almost works against them now because the competition has gotten so good. But I'm going to talk about that in the second, in the second segment um, because I really want to get to the heart of what, what's going on here in the future of Team USA in that second segment. Right now, this, this is about a, a new group of guys that has to figure out how to play with one another. And they're at a disadvantage. Talent, the talent disparity can be erased by cohesiveness. doesn't matter how good your players are. Individually, you might not be able to stop those guys. But as a team, you can play well enough where it makes you hard to stop as well when other teams aren't communicating well. So Tatum's out there as a starter in one game and as off the bench in another. And, you know, Pop is trying to figure out what combination of guys works best. Does it make more sense like they did in this game to bring Tatum and Bam out of bio off the bench because you can throw your best five guys out there 
but maybe you want to throw your best three guys out there and use a couple of role players. Who are the role players in this? And, and, and that's the other part that has been a, a consistent conversation here with Team USA is bringing 15 stars the right way to go or do you bring six stars and nine role players and you say, here's my two shooters, like knockdown shooter guys. Here's my two switchable wings. Here's my two bigs off the bench. You know, one's a stretch big, one's a power big. And then three more wild card. Or do you do like three from each position or whatever? But the the United States team has to figure out how to play with one another. And and maybe Tatum comes off the bench. Maybe Tatum starts. Maybe a guy who doesn't isn't as good as Tatum starts because he knows he's going to fill a certain role. Maybe Kevin Love starts, and you say, "All right, here here's just a stretch big that that gets us going." And then Bam comes in off of the bench. Maybe maybe somebody else starts for Tatum, and he comes in. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe you bring Kevin Durant off the bench. For all I know, I, that's probably not the answer. But the whole point here is that there are there are no kind of wrong answers here when it comes to how do you figure out which players, which combination of players are you going to throw out there in order to best, you know, give yourself a chance to win this game, these games, a gold medal. Tatum is is in the middle of this and it's going to impact how he plays, you know, how he sees himself things that he carries into next season. So there's a lot here that the Celtics need to figure out. Uh, Team USA needs to figure out. See, things things just falling into old habits. All right, considering that, I'm going to recalibrate my brain, and I'm going to go into the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. And I'm going to give the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week to Jalen Brown for perfectly encompassing. When we talk about joy and happiness, Jalen Brown captured all of that by going onto the Jimmy Kimmel show and hitting a shot on the hell hoop, which if you didn't see it, it's on his Twitter page. He retweeted it. It's a hoop that is tied to some mechanism that makes it go all over the place and, you know, spin this way and that way. And they had those big, you know, wavy arm, you know, used car lock guys, the inflatable guys. And they had, you know, bursts of steam that come out and all sorts of distractions. And there's Jalen Brown calmly hitting the shot on the third try, notably with no brace on his left wrist after that surgery. So that's good news. But he won $25,000 for his foundation. That's, That's enjoyment in a nutshell. That was an enjoyable little segment. And I got to tell you, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. I enjoyed the hell out of that. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy does create success. Jalen Brown was certainly enjoying himself. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game with our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, Jalen Brown. Now, if you have the stress of everyday life weighing you down, do not worry. You do not have to be an elite athlete. You can be somebody like me who used to be an athlete and now just sits around all day. And you can make it through Tension 3 free with Theragun. It is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun 
doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat the muscle tension from a workout, stress of everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen makes it easy to see uh, what's going on. It makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. And it learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Up next with the future of Jason Tatum and Team USA. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more during these NBA finals. Another off day on Tuesday. So a couple days off for the finals teams before a game four on Wednesday. The Suns lead 2-1. And this is a pivotal game, obviously. If the Suns go up 3-1, then forget it. But if it goes to 2-2 then, uh uh-oh, we have ourselves a series. And uh, I think I picked Milwaukee. We go back and listen to my podcast with Jay King and Sam Packard, the crossover with the Anything is Potable guys. I do believe I picked Milwaukee in that, so my prediction's still ready to go. So I talked a little bit earlier about the, you know, Tatum, Tatum, who knows what his role is going to be. These guys are trying to figure it out. What's wrong with Team USA? What's this future hold? Jason Tatum is in his first Olympics here. So he is ushering in this new generation of USA basketball. He's the guy, right? This whole thing is being built actually around him in a lot of ways because KD's gone. Damian Lillard may not may, I don't know, he's gone. He this is his last, his first and last Olympics. He's not going to play in the next one, I don't think. Um, it would be amazing if he did. I doubt it. So you look at who's on this team: Tatum, maybe Beal, maybe Bam. Uh, Love will be gone. Uh, Middleton, who knows? Booker might be there. Uh, Holiday will probably be gone. So there's very few guys from this team are going to be on this next one. So Tatum's going to be probably the centerpiece or one of the centerpieces around which Team USA will be built. Meanwhile, the rest of this world, the world has caught up to Team USA, is what I was saying before. The entire world now has players. Like, look at the Nigerian team. That was kind of a walkover team. Now they've got players. You look at their roster and say, these guys have NBA players. And pretty soon, those NBA players are going to be NBA starters, just like the Australian national team. It wasn't long ago that the Australians were just, you know, a couple of guys. It was Andrew Bogut and a couple of couple of guys. Now you've got real talent on that team, some really high-end talent on that team. 
and not only high-end talent, but cohesion. Look at the Argentinians. Um, the, you know, the Greek national team fell off a little bit, but similarly in, in places like Greece and France and, you know, Germany, the, these, these classic foreign basketball powers are going to be joined now by other teams that are going to have really good players. And now that basketball is being kind of fostered NBA Africa is there. We're really starting to see a pipeline there. We're seeing pipelines being built in India, China, uh, all over the world. So slowly the talent level is going to grow and American dominance in this sport is going to wane to some degree. Now the best players in the world are still in the United States. That's, that's for sure. But if you look at, and, and shout out to Nets Daily the, uh, on Twitter, who pointed this out, you look at what, what we've seen in the NBA recently, it's not just that foreign players have come in and played well. The MVP the past three years, two years was Giannis from Greece and of Nigerian descent. This past season, Nikola Jokic from Serbia. You, you have the Defensive Player of the Year from France. You've got three guys on the first team from foreign countries, all NBA. One on the second team from a foreign country. One on the third team from a foreign country. Not just, hey, there are foreign players in the NBA. That's that's nice that you got a Tony Kukoc around here. No, the best players in the NBA, the absolute best players in the NBA, um, a lot of them come from foreign countries. And they go home and they play for their Olympic teams and they raise the level of those national teams. So Tatum in his first Olympics is going to get a real taste of this because now more than ever, cohesion chemistry is important. These guys are going to go out there. What Team USA has to do right now is really figure this out fast. They've got to figure this out fast because if they go in there and, and can't figure out how to play with one another, they're going to lose. They're going to lose Olympic games. Now, I'm not too worried about two exhibition losses, but also I'm not completely dismissive of the two losses. I'm dismissive of the one against Nigeria. That one felt a little kind of fluky a little bit. I'm less dismissive of the one against Australia because even though he did play Keldon Johnson uh, in, in this game and, and, and went with some of the younger guys, it's still, he still played, you know, the United States still had a lead and he was playing his main guys mostly down the stretch. It was, it was within the United States grasp to, to win this game. And they just didn't, they couldn't stop Patty Mills. So what Tatum is walking into as this could be the first of three or four Olympics appearances for Tatum, he has this potential to be a common thread on two or three or four Olympic teams that don't win gold, which is unheard of. We've seen it happen once, and then they get back on track. But if the United States doesn't win gold in these Olympics, there's no guarantee that they're going to win gold in the next one. We've seen the steady erosion of U.S. dominance in the sport 
at least on the men's side, the women's side is still dominant, like just super dominant. Uh, but on the men's side, it's it's eroding a little bit. And you wonder, like, what's the answer here? What's What are they going to – how are they going to build these teams moving forward? And we've seen them start to try to build some of these, these teams. The select team is supposed to be a part of the answer. Get these guys playing together now so they can – you know, maybe guys from the select team when they graduate to the men's national team, they have some of that cohesion that they can build on. That's part of the process. And I just wonder if the answer is bringing back a lot of the same guys, finding a, a, a mix of people that works and then bringing them back. But even that's not a guarantee because we're talking about NBA players. And if Jason Tatum gets sick of it, then the guy that they've been kind of building themselves around would be like, you know what? I did it the first time around. I just did my second Olympics. I'm not doing a third one. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I value my summers too much. And for all we know, at that point, he's probably going to sign a half a billion dollar contract after the next TV deal. So by that time, he's going to be like, why am I killing myself? Over like, like it, it doesn't have the same feeling. Doesn't have the same resonance. He'd be like, just. You know, go get one of the other guys. There's there's thirty of thirty guys over here. You know that that can that can help carry a team. Get one of those guys. I'm I'm buying an island and just relaxing. I can see that happening. Why not? You know, it's not it's not the same level of pride here in playing for your country because it's just different. It's a different feel in the United States. I'm sorry that you know when when guys are playing that much. I think fans, you, if Jason Tatum signs a monster extension like that with the Boston Celtics, are you more or less likely to want him to play in other things? Or are you more likely to say, wrap that dude in bubble wrap, go chill out, come back, do not hurt yourself because he's getting paid $50 million a year. That's going to be, that's a conceivable number. That's an actual conceivable number that NBA players will be paid $50 million a year. It's a different dynamic, man. It's a different dynamic here in the United States. And so I don't know what's going to happen with Tatum in the future of, of USA basketball. Don't know. There's a lot of questions. There's a, a lot, a lot of debate going on here. Up next, rules. Rules. I, I saw another thing in this in, in this game that I just loved. And maybe a little a little continuity can be some. Uniformity in the rules. Let's see it. Rock Auto is the best place to get anything you need for your car or truck. Doesn't matter how complicated, how simple. If you're somebody like me, that when you pop a hood, you, you better see, like, unless something's directly on fire, I don't know what the hell is going on. Under That's just me. But I can still go to rockauto.com for all the simple things that my car needs. Do you know what's going on under your hood? Great, because you're going to save a ton of money, especially now with all of these different cars and makes and models and, and brands, all this stuff. There's no way that chain store at that strip mall is going to have everything you need. But don't waste your time going down there and dictating to the person behind the counter all of the things that you can manually enter into rockauto.com yourself. And then don't waste your time watching that person go back to a, some shelf and grabbing whatever is available and giving it to you at whatever price that they decide you're going to pay. Go to a family business that has been 
working with do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. These people at Rock Auto have been helping people for more than 20 years. Their prices are reliably low, no matter who you are, what you're getting. So check them out. Go to rockauto.com. I know you're going to buy something. And when you do, write Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us box. It's very simple. You write Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us box. That's how they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. NBA draft is around the corner, but before we do that, we're going to have the ultimate mock draft here on the Locked On Podcast Network presented by Odyssey. It's basically every host on the NBA side, except for me, obviously, because the Celtics didn't have a pick. And they get together, hold a big mock draft. There are trades, there's attempts to move up, there's surprises, and we're going to treat it like it actually happened. We're going to get Chad Ford, Brian Scalabrini, Ryan McDonough, all to be analysts as the teams make these picks. So search for Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 in your podcast app or the new Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcast, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. So if we're looking at a future, an uncertain future of USA basketball, however things work out, now they could go on a big run and they could win gold, and it's still not going to change the fact that there is, there is uncertainty. The world is right there nipping at their heels. This is like a zombie movie or The Walking Dead, and that herd of walkers is closing in. How can the the human avoid getting dragged into that herd? Well, there's going to be a lot, like I said before, that's that's unavoidable, and they're just going to have to work with these unique circumstances. But it would also be nice to me if the U.S. and the NBA kind of standardized basketball. Now, FIBA and the NBA might want to get together somehow. I don't know how they work things out. If there's a universal, um, at least major rules, like some, some sort of kind of, I don't know, coming together. And, and I I saw in, in the first game, I, I gave examples, uh, yesterday when we saw, um, we saw the the twenty second, uh, twenty four second shot clock violation. That and we saw it again in this game. If if the other team, if the defense gets the rebound or gets the ball off a, a miss that doesn't hit the rim, you can just go. That's a great rule. NBA should adopt that. They did not, and they have not been calling fouls like the hunting fouls when you try to jump sideways or jump directly into a guy into the defender to draw the foul. That's been a thing. The NBA is changing that. That's good. That's a point of emphasis in the upcoming season. And there, there's going to be, uh, there's, there's an actual rule change coming. So that's, that's good. But they didn't call those uh, in, against Nigeria or against Australia. That was refreshing to see. And in the, game, in the game against Australia, the thing that I really loved is the take foul that stops the fast break that we see a ton in the NBA. Grant Williams does this all the time. 
We saw the Jazz. Not surprisingly, Joe Ingles is on the on the Jazz. Um, but when you turn the ball over and the other team picks it up and starts to go, you know there's a fast break going. Someone's already leaked out. There's it's a it's a clear two on one that's going to develop, and you reach out and you foul the guy, and you say, "My, that's me." Okay, great. You stop the play. Strategically, fine. You stop the play. You get back on defense. It makes sense. But from a fan perspective, I hate it. I hate. I want to see the two-on-one. I want to see a fast break. Get out there. You've turned the ball over. You should not then, after a turnover, get rewarded for then fouling after the turnover. How is that? How does that make any sense at all? Oh, you've you've made a mistake. Now you're going to break a rule. And we're going to say, okay, congratulations. Now you get to go back and set your defense and rob the people in the stands of an exciting basketball play. Yay, we're good. No, no, no. I'm not done. I don't like that. In this game, if you missed it, Joe Ingles did that, probably forgetting where he was in a, for the moment. And it's an unsportsmanlike foul. Two shots and the ball for Team USA. Loved it. And I think... Some of these rules, if if NBA guys could play by some of these same rules just in general, I don't know why American basketball rules have to be so different. And I'm not saying that all of FIBA rules are great, but let's get some uniformity. These guys now got to go to the these competitions and, and they're thinking about, wait, do I, do I do this? Do I not do this? Did I cost my team something because I generally – you know, there's an instant reaction. It's going to happen in one of these games where, you know, Tatum or or Lillard or somebody is going to go out there and they're going to forget in that moment, just like Joe Ingles did. You're going to forget in that moment that you're in a FIBA tournament and they're going to do something that could be costly. Two shots in the ball. And if if that ends up costing the the you know, the Americans, a, a gold medal, then that, that would be real, a real problem because these guys aren't used to playing by certain rules. I would love to see some level of uniformity, bring in the, the goaltending rule. Why not? Why if the ball is still over the cylinder, like if it doesn't go in and you can slap it away, slap it away, who cares? Or if the other team can go in and and stuff it in just just do it. I don't mind that. I don't there's a the goaltending call should be for if the ball goes up off the backboard and and the defender blocks it after that. That's that's a goaltending. If the ball is on its way down having not gotten to the rim yet, then yeah, if you hit that, that's a goaltending. But once the ball hits the rim, live ball. Let's li- let's make it a live ball. I like that. And look, FIBA changes rules too based on the United States. They changed that trapezoid lane into a normal lane. The trapezoid lane was kind of weird for a while. So there is some kind of uh, back and forth there. But these rules that I've seen, I've seen three plays now in two games that I'm like, yes, please give me these rules, please. I'd love to see this. It makes basketball better with these rules in place. Team USA is back at it on Tuesday, 6, 6 p.m., Argentina. So we'll see what comes out of that. Um, 
but the USA and, and Jason Tatum stuff, it's all intertwined. The rest of Jason Tatum's career could be heavily intertwined with this team USA stuff. So it's, it's important to kind of keep tabs on that. I'm glad that there's team USA to talk about here kind of distracts us from the wait for whatever Brad Stevens is going to do next. And, uh, that, that might still take a few weeks. So, uh, subscribe here. We can continue talking about that. I'll try to bring in some people to maybe continue these conversations. Uh, I will be on the Locked On NBA podcast previewing game four as well on, on the Wednesday Locked On NBA. So make sure you're checking that out as well. Everybody who's been watching on YouTube, thank you very much. I hope you're enjoying the show. Still going strong Monday through Friday, plowing through this offseason still talking about all kinds of things that impact the Boston Celtics and their players like Jason Tatum and all of this international play. So appreciate you watching, appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you sharing the podcast, telling your friends that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.